A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. In June 2001, a 25-year-old student attending the University of South Carolina failed to show up to work. Shelton John Sanders was supposed to arrive early at his job as a computer programmer for the university's medical school. When he never showed up, his family was notified of the circumstances. This wasn't like Shelton. He was responsible and courteous. He wasn't the type to just blow off work. His mother began to worry that something horrible happened to her son. How did Shelton suddenly vanish? Could his disappearance have anything to do with his father's career as a county judge? Or was Shelton's disappearance a result of a friendship gone wrong? I'm your host, Nisa. Welcome to the Lost Crimes Library. Let's study the sudden disappearance of Shelton John Sanders. In June 2001, Shelton John Sanders was a student at the University of South Carolina. While attending school, he worked as a computer programmer at the Department of Neuropsychiatry and Behavioral Science at the university's medical school and majored in administrative information management. He was on track to graduate later that year in December 2001. Although he was a high achiever and focused on getting his degree, he also made sure to have his fun too. On June 19, 2001, he was spending his evening planning with some friends a bachelor party for one of their other friends. That night, on June 19, Shelton made a phone call on his cell phone to his family around 9 p.m. He wanted to call to let them know that he was on his way home from Columbia. Unfortunately, he never made it home as planned. The last time he would be seen was on June 19, 2001, at 9.51 p.m. at an embassy suites in Columbia, South Carolina, planning the bachelor party with his friends. At the time of his disappearance, Shelton was driving his brother's white 1988 Oldsmobile Regency with the license plate number 214LZM. The next morning on June 20th, Shelton's mother Peggy received a call she would never forget. Shelton's employer called her to say that Shelton never showed up for work. When the employer asked if Shelton happened to be home, and Peggy replied no, she knew something bad happened to her son. If he wasn't at work, and he wasn't at home, where could he be? According to the Charlie Project, Shelton was known as a conscientious worker, who always notified his employers if he intended to be absent. And Peggy knew this about her son. She knew he would never shirk his responsibilities unless something horrible happened. According to Peggy, quote, he loved to speak. He would make himself very known when he got to work, and I just got all nervous and torn apart and started calling all the hospitals and calling law enforcement, end quote. 
After Shelton was reported missing, police began searching for his vehicle. The car Shelton was driving had some interesting characteristics that police were hoping would help them find the missing car and man. The 1998 Oldsmobile Regency had a sunroof and a rear bumper sticker that read, Carolina Richardson for treasurer. Police also began checking Shelton's phone and credit card records. They wanted to find out where Shelton had been before his disappearance and if he was still out there making purchases, a helpful sign to determine if Shelton was possibly still alive. When they check his records, they discover that Shelton's credit card and cell phone hadn't been used since the day he disappeared. To make matters worse, authorities still had no leads on the missing car. Shelton's family was left to fear the worst, and with little help from the media, Shelton's family were left to wonder what happened to Shelton and would they ever see him again. When Shelton disappeared, his case received little coverage outside of his small hometown of Rembert, South Carolina. Despite his high achievements academically and his father's prominence as a county magistrate, Shelton's case didn't receive the same attention as others. In fact, a white female who also attended the University of South Carolina and had a similar academic record in 1992 when she disappeared, received coverage nine years before Shelton's disappearance. However, her case was more widely publicized in the year Shelton disappeared, despite her case being over nine years old at the time. After months pass and there's still no trace of Shelton or even a major lead in his case, it begins to feel like Shelton's case is turning cold. But in 2003, a break in the case emerges that may help law enforcement piece together what happened on that night on June 19, 2001. In April 2003, the Oldsmobile that disappeared with Shelton was found backed into a parking spot at Greenbrier Apartments near the Columbia Place Mall. This location is about 12 miles away from where Shelton was last seen. According to the authorities, the vehicle had been there for at least two to three months, and possibly even as long as almost two years, the amount of time since Shelton had been missing. There was no sign of Shelton at the scene, or even him once being in the car, because no fingerprints or DNA evidence was recovered from the vehicle. If Shelton was driving that car at the time of his disappearance, like those who saw him said so, why is there no evidence of him being there? There should have been fingerprints, at least on the steering wheel, the seatbelt, and the car door. I think this was the moment that police realized that Shelton most likely disappeared due to foul play. There would have been no reason for Shelton to wipe down his own prints, but there definitely would have been a reason for a supposed killer to wipe down their own prints while clearing Shelton's in the process. With police not sure where to begin looking for suspects in the disappearance of Shelton Sanders, a man who seemed likable and not at all involved in criminal activity, they proposed the theory that maybe Shelton was taken or murdered by someone who had a grudge against his father, who was a county judge at the time. From my research, authorities thoroughly investigated the theory that Shelton's disappearance was linked to his father's line of work. However, they found no evidence that suggested that the disappearance was linked to Shelton's father's career as a judge and quickly discarded the theory. So again, investigators and Shelton's family were back at square one. With no helpful leads from the abandoned car and no possible suspects yet, the case sort of stalled. That was until two years later, in 2005, when a man by the name of Mark Anthony Richardson was arrested and charged with Shelton's murder.
Apparently, Mark and Shelton were friends before Shelton disappeared. According to reporting by ABC Columbia, investigators triangulated Mark's cell phone records and were able to place Mark's cell phone at the location of where the 1988 Oldsmobile was later found abandoned in 2003. Furthermore, authorities believed that Shelton was at Mark's home on June 19th, the night he disappeared. They believed that at some point while Shelton was there, Mark shot Shelton to death. According to an article by NBC, Mark Richardson had said that he was at home when neighbors said they heard several gunshots. The Richland County Sheriff at the time, named Leon Lott, said that the police had no motive for the crime, but that several people told investigators that Mark Richardson said he was going to kill one of his friends. Without a body or a location of his remains, the 2008 trial of Mark Anthony Richardson resulted in a hung jury, and the judge declared a mistrial. However, Richardson could still be retried for the crime at a future date if new evidence is presented or if Shelton's remains are found. Since the day Shelton went missing, his family has followed up on every lead that has been given to them, looking for any clue that could lead them to Shelton and his remains. Nearly two decades later, in the family's home, you can still find a table with newspaper clippings and pictures of Shelton, a symbol for his family's persistence and devotion. William Sanders, Shelton's father, told reporters, quote, I'm looking for the one, the one answer that will bring him home, that would bring his remains home. We don't want vengeance, we just want closure, end quote. Shelton also leaves behind a sister who will never give up on her brother. In one of the few articles out there about Shelton's case, Wolveria Sanders shares, quote, This area of South Carolina is so big that it would be impossible for me to walk through every wood or whatever he may be. Please, it's never too late to come out and say what happened to my brother, end quote. The family is now offering a $25,000 reward if anyone comes forward with information on where Shelton's remains could be. Remember, if Shelton's remains are found, his alleged killer could be retried for his murder. So if anyone listening has any information pertaining to the possible location of Shelton's remains, please call the Richland County Sheriff's Department at 608-647-216. Or you can call the Shelton Sanders Information Hotline at 803 803- 427-4209. If you want to interact with the podcast on social media or share with me some of your own theories about the cases, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at the LCL Pod. Don't forget to share the podcast so we can get more attention for these very important cases. If you'd like to listen to more episodes of the Lost Crimes Library, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. And don't forget to follow the Lost Crimes Library so you won't miss any new episodes. Thank you for supporting the show. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.